0: what's up guys welcome to episode 39 of the block exploring podcast with me as always is tommy Uh, later in this episode we're going to talk to you about well everything that happened in the market but also uh, nft ownership on the basis of corporate factors DAO ownership adidas entering the metaverse so let's get into it of course this is not financial advice and let's hop into the state of the market now i think we've overall seen a very big recovery trend the past 7 days you can see that the market cap has increased significantly and recovered back to the previous times if you look at it from a 30 day perspective well we're we're getting there slowly but surely and confidence is being built in the in the market a lot of smaller cap projects are also regaining liquidity which is a nice thing to see overall it means that the more risky investments are being made again um yeah, Bitcoin has been fairly stable. It's been trading sideways, but that's to be expected. And uh, yeah, with that being said, overall, um, fairly neutral, slightly bullish market. Now, let's hop into it. This week, Adidas entered the metaverse with the Bored Ape Yacht Club Ethereum NFT. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what do you think about this?
1: I think this is huge, and it's. Uh, I think everyone in the space... Well, everyone, a lot of people in this space also agree, uh, because, I mean, Adidas is a huge multinational corporation with huge cachet, huge cultural cachet and, uh, you know, a wide reach. So for a company to be working with a project like Board Ape Yacht Club and be interested in entering the metaverse as such is extremely bullish. And, you know, it's just one one movement in the trend that we've been say, seeing of like corporations getting into into the metaverse, seeing how they can make use of NFTs, you know, and other, you know, other products, you know, that or services that, you know, are on on the on the blockchain. And, you know, it's very interesting to see how they are visualizing and like, you know, materializing their use of uh, web three tools. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah,
0: I agree. And I also really like how uh adidas out of uh, a lot of these companies doesn't try to own the platform they try to enter the metaverse right they try to be a part of the the well they're be trying to be a part of the solution instead of like owning the entire platform the way facebook has done it or tried to do it is trying to do it and i think we see a lot of companies that are i don't know a bit more progressive with their way of thinking a bit more future oriented start adopting these these nfts or even ens domains mm-hmm. i know that yeah. um what is it budweiser. budweiser has beer.eth which is sick <laughs> it's so fun yeah. Oh, yeah it's it's really cool and I, you see this and it's nice to see corporations uh starting to adopt to nfts because in a few episodes ago you and i talked about how mass adoption tends to go what is an iphone moment all that stuff and we discuss more specifically that it tends to go in a way where corporations start adopting to a certain standard then governments are forced to adopt to that certain standard because the corporations you know they pay the most tax etc cetera, etc cetera. they have the biggest swing when it comes to governmental change because all of the lobbyists etc and then from the government down quite often this mass adoption starts to happen and people start using uh, like, for instance, uh, mobile phones, whenever governmental, you know, stuff became available online, mobile phones became a lot more relevant as well. We see this kind of stuff also happen, I think, with crypto and with NFTs and seeing these companies actively push this metaverse agenda. Mm-hmm. Agenda. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's like a, everyone in crypto wants a metaverse, right? Cool. They want wants more utility to crypto, etc.
1: You know, I I feel um, like uh, Bitcoiners, some Bitcoiners couldn't care less about a metaverse. But I think you're right. The vast majority of people, you know, are interested in this concept, but they don't know how to define it. No one knows. No one has a single definition, but they want it. They want it. They're like, take my money. I want it. But I think what you alluded to earlier was re- when you were discussing how Adidas came into the metaverse as opposed to try to er- like own it. Mm-hmm. I think we see a very. It, quite a distinct reaction between, you know, those who try to own the metaverse and try to co-opt it to what they're doing and trying to compete with other people as opposed to people and projects or institutions that come in who are trying to collaborate, who are aware of, you know, the culture that's being built around these, you know, DeFi, NFTs, crypto as a whole, blockchain as a whole. You know, I think those that come in and look to you know, be a part of what's going on and build upon what's going on. You know, w- you know, based upon these principles of trustlessness, adding value, permissionless, all the decentralization, all these beautiful things, ownership, all these beautiful things that uh, blockchain can enable. Those companies, corporations, and celebrities who can leverage those principles and have and create projects and support things that are leveraging those principles, I think those will do best. Because I think what you see. Is that like things like Metaverse, where they try to own and co opt the Metaverse, get a very negative reaction? Celebrities who bought their first NFT and then the next week they have their cash grab NFT project, yeah. those get really horrible reactions. But something like this, I, I feel like Board Ape didn't come to Adidas, Adidas came to Board Ape. That's how it's it's yeah. the same with Timbaland and uh, the music, uh, Warner Music Group coming to Board Ape and collaborating with them, working with Board with ape with other apes you know and even looking for apes who have bars to come rap on different songs so that's that's sick and it's this this type of organic authentic genuine crypto principles backed pursuits i think those those will be winners in the long term
0: i agree i also think that it's very interesting to see the way that these companies go about it because the way we see Adidas do it is really collaborate with uh, NFT communities, and the most rooted NFT community, I would say, or like the the largest, most active, most like um, versatile community is kind of Board Ape Yacht Club at the po- at this point. Because I think it's like a pioneering NFT yeah, community. Yeah, I think
1: they might they might overtake. Like punks seem to be number one, like culturally in NFTs, but. They, I mean, not seems they are by far number one, but Boyd the Ape Yacht Club is catching up so yeah. quick. But sorry. No, no, no. It. It's yeah. a good
0: point. And what I'm seeing here is, um, well, it's, it mainly comes from the perspective of how I see Budweiser approach. This is mm-hmm. they dibsed the domain beer.eth, yeah. right? They're trying mm-hmm. to be as early as they can humanly be mm-hmm. before other brands get into it. So yep. I feel like it's they see more opportunity in being a very early adopter, getting a dominant Mm -hmm. position early, getting rooted, you know, being acknowledged as a part of the crypto Mm -hmm. community because it's very community oriented uh, and show that they're already there during Mm -hmm. ground zero, you know, the Mm -hmm. the very beginnings, the humble beginnings and that they, they actively try to make the space better and bigger instead of mm-hmm. only coming in whenever there's proven demand, you know, the the exactly. investment alpha has been <laughs> calculated out all nicely and uh, all that. And I, th- I think that that is the main goal. Like you don't... Budweiser, it would be logical for Budweiser to buy Budweiser.eth, right? Because they're Budweiser. Sure, yeah. But no, they buy beer.eth because they want to be exactly. the beer company. It's that mm-hmm. simple.
1: Yeah. Uh, that uh, That's such a... Exactly. I mean, I think that's such an interesting take, you know, especially with things like ENS names. It's such a low mm-hmm. barrier to entry to the metaverse for a corporation to get an ENS domain. Yeah. You know, but that's very high upside. Like if you if we all think blockchain is like the new will be like the new internet, internet plus, internet os of awesomeness, you know, like you know, having a domain in Web2 is already so valuable. Having that .com, having that name, like yourcorporation.com is very valuable in Web2. You know, having an ENS name is going is to be as valuable. And, you know, any namespace, you know, in blockchain is going to be extremely valuable, you know, because, you know, Web3 builds upon Web2 by having native you know, money assets that you know that that's where a huge amount of value comes from. And if you have beer.eth on this new internet, you are what is associated with the term beer. That's 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 massive. That's incredible upside for like what a couple hundred bucks on for an ENS name.
0: Exactly. And this yeah. plays into exact the ownership aspect of it. So they mm-hmm. own the domain RL with ENS, you, but you you kind of subscribe to the domain right you you buy you well, buy it yeah. for a certain term but it but you have
1: rights to um you have the sole yeah, right to renew exactly. that which is yeah which
0: is which is perfect and i think that that links closely exactly. to well i mean that we see a overall metaphor metaversification trend right and a lot of on- this discussion of ownership really links to digital assets but what i wanted mm-hmm. to move the discussion to. Uh, more is ownership of physical assets but coming from yeah. uh like this metaverse trend so mm-hmm. what we're seeing now and recently we saw constitution DAO trying to mm-hmm. buy this uh physical constitution the u.s constitution and they unfortunately failed uh yeah. and now we saw another uh project that was trying to buy the june bible and i think I, I don't know exactly what the june bible is but it's like a screenplay type of thing and there's a lot of uh content on world building all that stuff and it's like one of the earliest scripts I, I don't know exactly what it is but it is a physical good and yeah i think maybe the, the, the contract lawyer in me or contract legal uh person in me uh thought immediately how do you own a physical good if everyone is functioning in a digital space ownership is very distributed and no one has well title or access to the uh well to, to the physical good so i was wondering what is your take on that like how how can this move between like this metaverse ownership uh, affect physical goods because i can see a lot of potential like let's say you mm. and ten thousand other homies that decide to buy up uh, a bunch of properties mm. right who owns yeah. it who gets the exploitation rights all that stuff i want right. to i want to think about that because i think it will be a trend mm. and i will think it will be good for equity and kind of countering mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. global giants mm-hmm. so let me know what do you think
1: so like i think that example you just gave is very good uh, example to parlay into how i imagine this kind of ownership playing out in future so like a couple of dudes and gals and people get together and buy a buy a couple of properties they're probably starting an llc mm-hmm. a holdings company to and they all own a bit of this company, right? So then that company is the holder of these assets, and this company can have what? They can have a bank vault to hold other stuff in. They can have a bank account and all these types of things. So like I really believe that DAOs can I mean DAOs is a very broad term. It can be they are both just a group of people working on stuff, but they can also be the company of the future the decentralized companies of the future right and if we're taking if you know we're looking at projects or trying to be like you know have physical ownership mm-hmm. of things and own physical things you know we need to start i mean the legal system needs to catch up absolutely to where dows are moving right because i mean wyoming you can go you know you can uh, register your DAO as an llc in wyoming and then In that case you know it's very straightforward how you know this physical ownership plays out where you're now a you know corporation like you know not just on the blockchain but now you're in the real meat space the real world Mm. you know you're you're connected to the nation state and that affords you different things you can start a bank account you can start a vault you know you can do all kinds of things but what's the beauty the beauty of this DAO is that the decisions can be you know had in a decentralized way can be made in a decentralized yeah. way. And that, yeah, that's one thesis I have of where this could go, mm-hmm. you know, where how we could take this off. But I think DAOs are such a broad concept and like could literally just be a bunch of people. Yeah, they can just decide how they want to do it.
0: But what, what I was thinking, whenever I, uh, whenever I heard about this news, and I, I, I think about this June Bible, it's based on the movie yeah. June. Um, what I think is, okay, it's a physical good. You buy it as a Tao, you buy it all together. Doesn't that give everyone like a right to use it, a right to own it? Um, I feel like Mm -hmm. in a way, uh, everyone is standing around the the Bible in a circle Mm -hmm. all with equal distance, but none of them are actually able to, or all of them are able to, and then I think there's like a lot Mm. of issues like do they sure access the the bible if they want to and because they have like a token of the dao or something they have access to it but then you told me something about tiered ownership or tiered dao ownership uh that you have like different levels within a dao uh Mm -hmm. which just depends on the amount that you contribute to it uh i don't know like your token holdings all that stuff there can be a bunch of factors that contribute to this Mm -hmm um and i'm guessing they did it the same way so there there will probably be very large parties who will have like almost yeah. like visitation rights to this bible who can mm-hmm. actually interact with it and other people who just have a stake in this kind of fractionalized ownership of the dao that's yeah. what i'm guessing let me know what you think
1: yeah i mean there's yeah there's just different different ways that people can go about this mm-hmm. right so like as you described like there's different Ways that DAOs can incorporate tokens into how they into their governance, and there's delegated token voting that exists now. And you have people who get these tokens delegated to them. Because say if you have one token, your voting power is obviously not going to make a big difference. But if you if someone's clearly active and clearly has the time to take part in the governance of this DAO, you know you can delegate your tokens to them, and that person obviously has a much bigger say than the, that one individual now. Or in the case of like, for example, Kraus House DAO, this is a DAO that's working to buy, you know, part of a basketball team or buy a basketball team and they'll essentially own it. They have various NFTs that you can buy into, you know, tiered, there's a tiered level of NFTs, like you know, obviously top tier would allow you different rights as opposed to, you know, all, all the way down the board. But being a token owner automatically makes you a, a owner of this, you know, what the asset they're gonna, you know, pres- um, to buy, which is in this case is a is a basketball team, but um, I I what I want to say is that like you know when you're buying something, it's very important to understand the terms of purchase or the terms of use or the terms of anything, right? Like you should not, I mean, not financial advice, but like, or or maybe this is good advice. You should not buy stuff <laughs> that like. You should not buy stuff that you don't understand, like, your rights to ownership, use, and all these things, right? Like, if that's all cl- laid out and clear, right? There's nothing wrong with, like, okay, say you buy a fractionalized ownership of a house, right? As in the form of an NFT, and you receive, like, rent every month as a result, proportional share of rent as a result of that... Um, and but you're not able to live in the house that's totally fine it's a different vehicle for investment like you know as long as the terms were laid out like you knew you could not go live there and you made this purchase with that understanding right so that's i think that's totally fine it's just i think there's an issue where it's not it's not clear it's not clear how the governance of this works it doesn't it's not clear your use of that and i think you know that lack of clarity will lead to issues exactly. you know and if yeah. And
0: I, th- I think that kind of uh, you know, that with that said, that kind of wraps up the episode. Always know your rights, right? And the more you enter the metaverse, the more you interact with Daos, the more intensely you you interact with Daos, the, the more you will expand on your rights usually. So make sure you join a good Dao if you guys feel inspired to join a DAO make sure you join a DAO that really outlines your rights as a DAO member clearly instead of just kind of profiting off of your free labor or or whatever and with that being said you know enter the metaverse with us see us next time on the episode tune in subscribe and we'll see you next Thursday peace take it easy